Good evening and welcome to the penultimate episode of OIZ Radio. This week it's brought to you by Tim Tinsley. He's done a tremendous show for you. Also, you'll get to hear from myself a little bit about myself and how I started my Orlando groups on Facebook. So sit back, relax and enjoy a great show. Bye for now. To the Orlando Info Zone Radio Show, the best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here. Good evening. 
evening there. It's Thursday evening. It's eight o'clock. It's OIZ Radio. It's Tim Tinsley standing in for Peter Harper. This is my last show on OIZ Radio. Certainly for the time being, we may persuade Peter to do one or two more in the future. But this will be my last one for a while. So please enjoy it. I've got loads and loads and loads of great stuff tonight. Uh, The admin team have put together loads of clip, so I've got to really pack it in for you tonight. I've also got some great music for you. Well, I think it's great. I've raided my 80s music collection box for you, so I hope you're going to enjoy all of those. Please join us in the chat room. I can already see uh, Mr. Harper himself, Sue Sutherland, Simone Robinson, Uh, I need to scroll through and see whether anybody else has joined. No, just those three at the moment. Please give us a wave, join in the chat room and come in and have some fun. Without any further ado, it's over to Vicky. Hello Orlando Info Zoners, you have got Vicky on the mic tonight and before I get away to talking to you about Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, I thought I would just give a little shout out to say goodbye to the end of the live shows and live chats as such Um, and hello to the new podcasts which are coming soon to Orlando Info Zone. So not only will you be able to Take us to work with you, listen to us in the car, when you're doing your laundry or when you're supposed to be paying attention to the kids. You can sneak us into meetings and have you have us rant away in your um, ear about what's happening in Florida. What not to love about that, everybody? Play us at the gym, play us wherever you want. In fact, I think we should have a, um, a post the most unique place we've been played on podcast. Um, and so let's see where that one goes or when we've been played. Um, So now moving back on to um, my item of discussion today and that's Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon. Which one is for you? Now being a mother and my child's just turned six when we last there he was five. For me personally I would go with Blizzard Beach but that's because in my opinion there's a little bit more for um, the younger children or the intermediate sized children that are not quite big enough for the thrill rides um, but love adventure um, and you know just enjoying themselves really so at Blizzard Beach for the kids we have my my favorite is the ski patrol training camp so there's like a t-bar like a zip wire um, that takes you over the water and it it crashes at the end. The kids jump, well, not jump off. They're literally thrown off if they don't jump before it crashes. And then they go into the water and swim across to the side. I was really, really surprised that my five-year-old did it, but he absolutely nailed it and loved it. Um, there's obstacle courses over the water. There's kids' slides everywhere. And for the even smaller kids, there's a little sandy beachy area and um, a little... It's Tykes Peak, I think it's called. It's like their own little kid-sized version of the park. Um, great for tots. Got little slides again. Everything that the kids will want. Um, for adults, there's lots of thrill rides. There's Summit Plummet, Slush Gusher um, and Snowstormers. So there, there is still a lot to do for the older kids. Um, probably not as much as Typhoon Lagoon. But I think if you're going with a younger family, you won't go wrong with Blizzard Beach. I think there's enough there to do with everything to do for everyone 
Um, I, I just love it. Do I love it as much as um, Aquatica and Volcano Bay? I'm not too sure. Probably not, probably not, but I do love it. Um, and also, I saw Goofy. I absolutely saw my favourite Disney character. To me, Goofy. So actually, for that alone, it, it that made my day. And that gives it extra points over the other water park. So yes, actually, definitely worth it. Um, when it comes to Typhoon Lagoon, another fantastic park. Um, probably more suited to older children or children that meet... Um, height requirements for a little bit of the bigger slides now don't get me wrong there are brilliant things to do and places um, to play for little kids and intermediate kids but I just think that um, for the additional you know for, for a bit of extra fun and a few more things to do then Blizzard for the younger kids Blizzard Beach has got it um, Typhoon Lagoon has got um, Humonga Kawabunga, which is ride as you plunge 65 meters down mount mayday who wouldn't love to do that um word of warning if you are a female you may wish to consider a full piece bodysuit and a pair of shorts possibly on top of that bodysuit you know to save your um, modesty is what i'm going with um crush and gusher the white knuckle water coaster um fantastic unique absolutely fun get yourself on it um and not to forget there's rapids there um and a water you know water slides there's even water slides for kids um a catchy kiddie creek which is just um a little area a bit like hikes peak in blizzard beach that's just for the little kids um and oh, naturally a lazy river we all love them um in fact it's just fun for everybody if i'm being honest with you I think the biggest seller for Typhoon Lagoon over Blizzard Beach is the surf pool. Um, it's got... Uh, I'm pausing now because I'm trying to not scare you off this. It is one of the best surf pools around. There's a six-foot swell in there and the water will absolutely bowl you over. Word of warning, again, you might want to go in knee pads Um swim shoes elbow pads because i've heard when you do get knocked over um, you do tend to scrape across the bottom of the floor now i've never heard of anybody losing a life in there so it's not that bad but it is the waves are quite forceful so which you know keep kept me out of it with having a little daiquiri with me i think now he's six and he'll be seven when we go he'll be absolutely fine he's he's quite a confident swimmer um but i think for the younger ones or you know between four and seven then probably and younger um blizzard beach is the one to go for either way you're going to have an absolutely magnificent time you're in disney people um what's not to plaster a smile on your face get yourself um some ice cream to go with it just enjoy your day at the water park um i'm not going to do any more comparisons against other parks because i think when it comes to aquatica and volcano bay they are each very very different to the disney ones and i say that in the way of the feel is different about to them in my opinion um i love all of them and i will probably go to all of them again when we next go just because I don't like to miss them out and Zachary loves a good water park. 
and that's about it so if you have any water pipe decisions you've probably concluded that i am not the person to come and ask for to make that decision for you because i will just direct you to attending all and making your own mind up um and that's about it from me guys have a wonderful rest of week come on the weekend and have fun that's Vicky for orlando info zone second show to one over and out Oh, thank you very much there, Vicky. That was a great review of uh, Typhoon and Blizzard Beach. I c I'm not sure which one I prefer. Possibly Blizzard, possibly Typhoon. If I could have my way, I would take a bit of one and a bit of the other because there's certain rides and features I like in Blizzard Beach, but I also like the uh, sort of the slusher-gusher bit of Typhoon Lagoon. So, yeah, I would jam the two together. But of course, my favourite, River County. Oh, I miss that park. Used to love it. I just you love the rustic feel, the quiet and the bugs you could catch uh, swimming in the uh, green water. Hello, Grumpy here. I'm the bloke that wrote that daft book, Grumpy Middle-Aged Dad, Adventures in Orlando. Peter Harper off this radio show thinks it's a good idea for me to record an advert in my own voice in the hope that some of you lovely people might want to buy a copy of my book. After hearing my own voice, I'm not so sure. Here goes. I wrote a book about being grumpy in Orlando. I mean, how can you possibly enjoy an holiday in Orlando? It's too hot, it's too expensive, it rains all the while, it's full of kids. That's the problem with Disney, in my opinion. They let far too many kids in. Anyway... I turn me grumpy rants into a book and I'm selling the book for charity. All you've got to do is go to www.grumpymad.co.uk and order a copy. It's only eight ninety nine plus postage and I'll even throw in a free bookmark. And I'm only doing that because there's no page numbers. It comes with a no laughs guarantee, I don't accept refunds and if you don't think it's funny, I'm sorry, you've obviously got no sense of humour. So here's the website again for you oldens. Get a pen. www.grumpymad.co.uk Thank you very much. And Ta if you ever fancied having a conversation with Mr Grumpy, he's in the chat room as we speak. So please join in. Give him a hard time. Andrew Reid has also joined us in the chat room. So we've got Peter Harper, Simone... Uh, Michael Hadley, I just mentioned, Andrew Reid, and Sue Sutherland. So come on in. If you are listening and you're not in the chat room, firstly, why? And come and join in. Don't be scared. They're not that strange over there. Or, or are they? Anyway, back to my 80s fest of music.
So that goes out to all the admin team that had a few extra two-for-one cocktails last night on a school night, on a Wednesday night, and didn't invite Tony Murray. But don't tell him. Eh? Anyway, Islands of Adventure. There's a place for vacationers who seek more than just a little time off. The ones who choose to go big or stay home. Go with me now. Where every amazing, despicable, wizarding adventure reveals moments that are truly epic. This place is made for those who do more than just vacation. It's made for those who vacation like they mean it. Universal Orlando Resort. I don't know about you guys, but I've been looking out this week on what can only be described as pea soup. It's been dreary, miserable... And just, yeah, just not enjoyable. And you now I see people in the chat room that have got single-digit countdowns. That's not fair. So, Sue, tell us what it's going to be like over there. Good evening, everyone. Sue Sutherland here with your weather forecast for this week. This show is on the 21st of March, and it's the second-to-last weather forecast I'll be doing for the radio show. A little bit sad, but excited about the new podcasts that are coming up. 
Anyway, let's get delved into the weather on Friday the 22nd of March. We've got 24 degrees with a real feel of 25 degrees. It's going to be plenty of sunshine and it's going to be pleasant. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and zero cloud cover. So get your sunscreen on, guys, because there's no clouds. <laughs> and we all know, yes, you can get burnt through the clouds, so don't listen to me. At night, we've got eight degrees with a real feel of seven degrees and it's going to be clear. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and zero cloud cover. And you know what I love about nighttime when it's clear? Yep, the stars are going to be beautiful. Um, Saturday the 23rd of March, we've got 26 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. It's going to be sunny and pleasant. We've got zero millimetres of rainfall and 1% cloud cover. At night, we've got 12 degrees with a real feel of 11 degrees. It's going to be mainly clear. Um, zero millimetres of rainfall and 68% cloud cover. So I hope you looked at the stars last night because there's not going to be so many that night. Anyway, Sunday the 24th of March, we've got 26 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. Intervals of cloud and sunshine and it's going to be pleasant. I actually find it always pleasant over there, but never mind. <laughs> Zero millimetres of rainfall with 46% cloud cover. At night we've got 14 degrees with a real feel of 13 degrees and it's going to be patchy clouds. Zero millimetres of rainfall and 51% cloud cover. On Monday the 25th we've got 28 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. Sunshine and patchy clouds and a shower or thunderstorm possible zero millimetres of rainfall and the cloud cover is at 28%. At night we've got 14 degrees with a real feel of 12 degrees, clear to partly cloudy, zero millimetres of rainfall and 29% cloud cover. On Tuesday the 26th we've got 30 degrees, oh, I do like it when it goes up over 30, but it's only going to feel like 28. Got times of clouds and sun. Rain falls at zero and the cloud covers at 64%. At night we've got 17 degrees with a real feel of 15 degrees. It's going to be mainly clear. A nope, sorry, I'm speaking rubbish. Uh, the rain falls at 0% and cloud cover is at 24%. On Wednesday the 27th of March we have... 27 degrees with a real feel of 27 degrees. Partly sunny today. No rainfall and 42% cloud cover. At night we've got 10 degrees with a real feel of 9 degrees and it's going to be clear. Rainfall's at 0 millimetres and the cloud cover's only at 6%. So that'll be lovely stars that night. You know how I love to see the stars. Anyway, Thursday is our last day for this week. Thursday the 28th of March, we've got 27 degrees with a real feel of 28 degrees. Plenty of sunshine. Excellent. I do love plenty of sunshine. <clears throat> um, we've got zero millimetres of rainfall and zero percent cloud cover. Excellent. And at night we've got 15 degrees with a real feel of 15 degrees. It's going to be clear. 
zero millimetres of rainfall and again, zero percent cloud cover, which means you're going to be able to do some stargazing in the most fantastic place in the world. I wish I was there. I do love a nice clear sky when you can look up, like lay back in the pool, you know, and just look up at the stars up above you. Fantastic. Anyway, that concludes my weather forecast for this week. I'll hand you back to Tim for the rest of the show and I'll speak to you next week for my final weather forecast for the OIZ Network Radio. Okay, I'll catch you later. Bye for now. I'm Sue and I love Mickey Mouse. Thank you so much for that, Sue, and I love the background music as well. We're going to have to come up with some form of weather forecast that we can use on the podcast. Perhaps something like, it's going to be hot with a possible shower and possibly some cloud cover, but you might see the stars. I don't know. I'm sure we can think of something. A few more people in the chat room. We've got uh, Paul and Joe now. We've got Kat Waston and we've got Amanda Graham as well. And we're all laughing at... um, Uh, Andy Reid and the fact that he kicked his kids out of bed to record a single digit dance. That's really a bit mean, I think. But never mind. I did promise uh, Mr. Plunger Elwell that I would play him some Super Tramp. I was running out of shows to do it. So as this is my last one, here you go, Paul.
I don't think I'm having much luck with my 80s music. I think I was technically, I was wrong. Well, not technically. I was wrong with Dizzy. It was uh, actually 1991. And, well, It's Raining Again wasn't actually a single. It was from the Breakfast in America album, which I believe was 1979. But it was still kind of in the charts in the 80s. So it just about counts in my view. Hey everyone, Sue Sutherland here. Why not come along and join our newly revamped Orlando Infozone Villas group, which our boss Peter Harper asked me to admin along with the lovely Simone Robinson and Sam Wilkes. Anyone wanted to find a gorgeous, comfortable villa where the owners have been verified for your peace of mind, or even if you just want to have a nosy at the villas we've got on offer, please join our group. And of course, if you're a villa owner and you don't already advertise on our group, why not come along and advertise on our group in the future? Let Orlando Info Zone Villas be your first stop for your villa search. Orlando Info Zone Villas is part of the Orlando Info Zone Network. Thank you very much, Sue, for that advert. Now, Mr. Harper, he's the main host of this show and has done an awful lot of episodes. This one's 49. I think I've done about four, maybe five of them. So he's done well over 40. So rather than give him the night off, I actually asked him to do a clip for my show. But it's only fair. I bore everybody to tears with the clips at his show. So I thought, well... Why don't you do a clip, Peter? And so I asked him, and not only did he do a clip, he did two. So get your glass of scotch or your gin, put your nice slippers on, sit down and listen to Mr. Harper talk about Mr. Harper. Good evening, Tim, and good evening, everybody else. Well, we are here on the penultimate OIZ radio show and Tim's asked me to do a little recording about myself I love to talk but I hate talking about myself so I asked some of the guys to throw some questions at me that I could uh, work with and the first question that came up was from Helen Lammy and she said what made you start the groups in the first place well all those years ago, when I was first planning on going to Orlando, which was for my honeymoon, may I say, uh, I was looking into how you went about it, and there was nowhere to get information. Especially on Facebook, there was just nothing at all. And so I thought, during a lunch break at work, ooh, I wonder if I set up a group. And it was dead easy to set one up. So I thought, I'll give it a go. And decided to set up a group. And as many of you all know, I picked the name It's Orlando Time. I thought at the most, at the very most, with a lot of umming and ahhing, I might get up to 100 members. Basically so I could get information for myself. Because uh, I wasn't able to give any information. So I set the group up and publicised it a little bit. 
and bit by bit members started to come we had a cracking little admin team that started off as well which came from the members that joined the group and they had a fountain of knowledge and I thought oh this is good this is better than I thought it'd be and yeah everybody put the time in everybody put the effort in and it slowly took off we were the first Orlando dedicated Facebook group so I think a lot of people were in my position where they were looking for somewhere to get information on booking holidays all the intricacies of uh, visas and esters and everything else that I'd never heard of an ester to be honest so I was picking stuff up as well as organizing the group and all of a sudden everybody was throwing their information in and others were joining to get it and it started to build and build and after a short while we hit the hundred mark and I went Ooh, I never thought we'd get there and it went on and on the admin team got bigger the excuse the computer uh, the admin team got bigger the group got bigger and bigger and bigger up until within a couple of years well say four years it was up to just under 50,000 and I thought this is absolutely crazy it had turned into an entity all on its own lots of other Orlando groups popped up along the way but uh, none of them had a patch on it's Orlando time and as many of you know I went through a bit of a tough time for about 15 months uh, seriously ill mother and other problems and I I just wasn't really up to coping with it's Orlando time with the pressure of keeping it up to date and managing the admin although they didn't need a lot of managing because they were all very good and I asked Tony Fulham to take that group on and he has done so and he has built it to such an amazing level along with some of the original admin and admin that's been added along the way until they've got a massive massive group there now uh, I just love the fact that it grew to such a size and that it's functioning so so well it's got uh, different sections to it like uh, we have here on Orlando Info Zone, and it, the sections on there are just absolutely out of this world so that has made me a very very happy person that uh, It's Orlando Time is doing so well I'm still on there, I'm still admin on there I, I took a back seat when I handed it over to Tony and of course now we've got Paul Elwell alongside Tony the two of them are running it to a very very good standard so I want to thank them so much for what they've done for the group and of course the admin all the admin on that group have done absolutely brilliantly anyway getting back to Orlando Info Zone once I had picked myself up and uh, God love her my mother had passed away uh, it's Orlando time was self-sufficient and running so smoothly I thought I wonder if I can do it again I wonder if I can start a family friendly Orlando group all over again uh, starting off from basics of course starting Orlando Info Zone was a lot harder because there were so many other 
Orlando group set had sprung up from the early beginnings of its Orlando time. So the audience was spread. It wasn't just going to one place to get your information. But I went for it, along with help from uh, a brilliant, brilliant admin team that we've built up. And yes, Orlando InfoZone is building and building. We're up to 21,000 plus members now. And I'm sure it's going to go on to bigger and better things. We've got so many offspring groups. Uh, the Eats and Greets. The Villa Group, which now has all verified villas on it. Um, the Disability Group. The Fitness Group. Fun Fitness and Friends. I don't want to miss any out because thinking on the uh, hop I'm not very good at we've got the advertising group of course um, and of course we've got OIZ radio which is unfortunately coming to an end but anyway that I've started the groups basically to help people to help myself to help others and I'm very very proud that I've achieved that and I think it's gonna go on way past me when I've gone I'm hoping both groups are still booming bigger and better right that's that question Helen right <laughs> Michael Hadley asked me a question how did you develop such a thick skin so you can ignore some of the idiotic comments of some members you know what nothing gets to me very much on any of the groups um, I don't consider any question really to be idiotic if it's a genuine question if somebody's asked a question and they just don't know that's what the groups are about I might have seen the question or heard the question a million times over the years but that person asking that question is asking for the first time so to me that's what we're there for uh, of course you do get some foolish questions which water off a duck's back to me if the if the questions that are not appropriate they get deleted but other than that no there are there are no uh, no idiotic comments really you get the odd person who's uh, not very sociable so in both groups they get removed because that's the way we keep the groups family friendly so that's basically that right let me have another quick look through what other questions have we got how do you pick your admin, Helen Lammy says. That's a good one because it's a very important question. To pick admin for any of the groups, I watch. I sit and I watch how they interact with the group as members, how helpful they are as members. And I also take into account personalities. Uh, I try not to get people who have got big egos, although some of them think they've got big egos they're very uh, very funny but they haven't they're very interactive they're very friendly and they mix well with the other admin the main thing is that they are willing to put the time in the effort in to help the members and I can quite honestly say that every single admin that I've appointed in any group has done that they've put so much time and effort in I do apologise this is the computer making the noise believe it or not is admin some of the admin are out on a meetup and they're messaging in the admin chat 
and it keeps coming up. <laughs> I think they've had one or two too many cocktails, to be honest. But uh, I'll sort that out as I'm talking. I will uh, mute the conversation. <laughs> okay, hopefully that will shut them up for a while. I do hope they're having a good evening. Anyway, as I was saying, I picked my admin very careful, very carefully, and yeah, they're only there because they want to help. They're only there because they want to be a part of a group that helps people. And yeah, I'm sure you all appreciate all the time and effort and energy they put into the groups. They do it all free of charge. Nobody gets paid. Nobody gets any perks out of it. It's all just for the love of Orlando and for people going to Orlando. So from me, for both groups, it's Orlando Time and the Orlando Info Zone. Thank you for your support over the years and thank you for the effort and work that you put in. Very, very much appreciated. Right, let's have a look down the list. Uh, now, Tim Tinsley says, what gave you the idea to create the groups? Basically, it was on the spur of the moment, as I said before. I was sat there at lunchtime at work and I had my computer out. And, yeah, I thought, why not? Give it a go. Uh, Tim also said, what's the most rewarding part of the running groups? The most rewarding part is seeing people have tremendous, marvellous, magical holidays and know that we, as admin and groups and members have contributed to helping people make it the holiday of a lifetime. Yeah, most people don't go just the once, even though sometimes they plan it. But that first time when you go, you want it to be special, you want it to be magical, because that's what it's all about. And to me, when people come on the group and say, we had a brilliant time, we had so much fun, and we appreciate the help we got in the groups, that just gives me such a shudder, such a great feel. So, yeah, that's the most rewarding part. Um, <laughs> he also added, Do your friends think you are bonkers? Yeah. Mad as a hatter, and I can't disagree with them. I am totally bonkers about Orlando. And yes, that's all I talk about. So they get a bit sick of it at times, the ones especially who aren't into it. But, hi-ho, that's me, that's what you get. Gillian uh, Newman asked, what would have been a success when you first started the group? Well, as I said, Gillian, the first first inkling I had was getting it to 100. That was my target. And that would have been a success. Now, it's just beyond words. Unbelievable. So, yeah, that was... Uh, that was that. Annette Kenny, what do you see for the group for the future? Well, the sky's the limit. Um, there's a lot could happen, both with It's Orlando Time and with the Orlando Info Zone. Uh, a lot of that is down to the admin and the leadership, how much they input into what they want from the group. Because I do like to let the people who are doing the work have an input in it and if it's doable we try I know it's Orlando time Paul Elwood does a lot of merchandise on there for the group and that is one direction who knows if we ever became self-sufficient in some way in either group we could actually 
make it uh, occupation but that's a long time down the road I think but yeah as long as we keep doing it as we've been doing it and doing it for the right reasons to help people uh, I'm just happy with that uh, Annette Kenny says do you do you see yourself holidaying anywhere else well the answer to that is yes not instead of Orlando but maybe as a break sometime because I don't want to be getting overkill and I know my darling wife Christine wants to try different places with especially with the grandchildren uh, they've been to Orlando twice and the eldest is only two and a half now so he's we might leave it a couple of years and just do a couple of little European holidays maybe before we go back so that they're more of an age when we go back to uh, appreciate everything that's around them but yeah I don't want to seem blinkered of course I'll go other places but uh, well Orlando's my first love okay that's the end of this first part I will do another part in a short while so from me till I come back bye Thank you so much for that, Peter. Really great hearing from the great man himself and how it all got started. Few of us off to Mew Mew Land in a few weeks' time, so this is all for you.
You are listening to the Orlando Info Zone Radio Show, the best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here. Clearly, my time as a student mucked up my time clock in my head. That was 1992, not the 80s. So from now on, I'm giving up on this 80s theme. So back over to Peter, and I'm going to quickly rationalise the music I've got coming up. Well, hello again. It's me, Peter Harper. Come back to answer a few more questions that have been put to me by some of the admin on the Orlando Info Zone. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the first part. I hope you're enjoying Tim's show. I'm sh- I've got no doubt at all that you are. Right, let's get back to some of these questions. Michael Hadley asked, Have you been approached by any companies to advertise on or sponsor the site? Well, the simple answer to that one is no. But we are always open to offers in the future. Who knows? The bigger we get, the more interest we might bring up. That was a nice, simple one to answer. All right, Helen Lammy says, What's your favourite park? Well, that's an easy one. It's always been Epcot. I know a lot of people don't don't rate Epcot as highly as some of the other parks, but for me, just the feel of going round Epcot and going from country to country and all the interest that they have uh, that you can look at and get a feel for the different different lifestyles let's say uh, I, I absolutely love it uh, always have done I love the big golf ball uh, I think I hold that higher than the castle which is sacrilege to some people but that's me and my favourite ride ever Soaring is there so that is the reason I love Epcot and why it's my favourite park not to say that I don't like the other parks I love all the other parks but uh, the question was, which was my favourite? So there you go, Helen. Right, Helen also asks, villa or hotel? Well, up to now, I've only ever stayed in hotels. Never stayed on site. Uh, and I've never stayed in a villa. But that's not to say that I won't. Uh, with having the grandchildren with us on a full-time basis, whenever we go on holiday... It's going to need more space, so I can see future visits we will be looking to use villas rather than hotels just for the extra space and being able to cook your own food will save a fortune. But uh, no, just a bit more comfort and space for the kids and for ourselves would be really nice, but I can't give any other answer as I've never been anywhere but a hotel so there you go right John Newman how would your most perfect day in Orlando look right this is uh, it's a toughie that one because there's so much that would make a good day Uh, I'd like not to get up too early and then get up and have a nice nice breakfast cooked for me whether we go to somewhere like IHOP or Perkins or whatever and just a nice relaxed breakfast uh, just to set you up for the day that's uh, a good start 
and of course probably head to one of the parks um, depending on what was on if there's special events on at, at some parks I usually try with having the children with trying to avoid them on days so I like a relaxed time so actually one of my favourite parks is Bush Gardens not so much for the for anything other than it's more of a relaxed park it's never as busy as the others and it's a if it's a nice day which you get quite a few of in Orlando believe it or not just strolling around with the kids soaking up the the weather the atmosphere and going on a few rides yeah I like that um, yeah, coming back and finding somewhere to have a nice meal um, I like a nice steak so Longhorns is usually one of my favourites and then going for a few beers I like to have a few beers uh, normally if I'm staying on International Drive if I don't drink in the hotel I normally head down to the Lucky Leprechaun which of course is OIZ's official meeting place it's a nice atmosphere in there the hosts are absolutely marvellous in there and you can have a laugh and a sing on the karaoke what else could you want yeah so that's that'd be a, a rundown of a perfect day there's so many different combinations that you could have to make a perfect day but that's just one one little uh, snippet of what I'd call a perfect day Right, Sue Sutherland asks, have you ever thought of moving there? Of course I have. Uh, a few years ago, we'd have killed ourselves to get over there and live there and work there, maybe start a business or whatever. But yeah, now we're getting a little bit older. I don't think I would live there full time. I've always said to Chris, if we ever came into a nice lottery win or something, that I'd like to get a villa out there and maybe spend half the year there and half the year back in the UK. Because I think it'd be too much. Yeah, it'd, it'd take a bit of the fun out of it if you were there full-time, working full-time. Um, but Yeah, if you could afford to go over, live there for six months and just take in everything, explore places that you wouldn't normally explore with going on a two or three week holiday uh, yeah I'd love that uh, but as I say a few years ago I would have moved out there but I'm getting a bit long in the tooth now, I like a few of my home comforts so I think I'd, I'd have to spend at least half the year at home and half over there so yeah, that's about it Um. Yeah, as a whole, we absolutely adore Orlando. Myself, Chris, my wife, Christine, and of course, Prince Leo and Princess Casey, uh, the grandchildren, who we have with us full time, permanent. So, for one reason or another, to me, being able to take them there and see the excitement on their faces. And just see how they develop as they get older and older. Uh, with the fun. With the excitement. Being able to go on different rides. Uh, yeah. 
basically relive a bit of my childhood that I never had in Orlando because I never ever ever thought I'd go to Orlando I thought it was way out of my league uh, the background I come from we never our family never had much money so Orlando was just a dream Disney World was just a dream that you you read about and heard about with fairies and castles and all the rest and you thought mm, it must be wonderful but uh, now I've been going for quite a few years <laughs> now I'm older and was able to find the money to go all both myself and Chris all love it absolutely love it and we're looking forward to a lot of years ahead where we can take the children and yeah just see how they soak up all the atmosphere and all the new stuff and just see the smiles on the faces that's the world to me seeing the grandchildren happy is everything seeing Chris happy is everything so yeah that's what I'm looking forward to in the future right can I just say before I sign off thank you to Tim Tinsley for doing this penultimate show uh, Tim works hard when he does shows he goes into a lot of effort and detail to make sure the shows are interesting fun and informative at the same time and I'm hoping that when we start the the new podcast show the Orlando Info Pod that we'll be able to persuade Tim to do some of them as well uh, we're looking at doing some recording group recording with the admin uh, so that it's more of a chatty show than one person playing clips as much as we've loved listening to all the clips and it's really interesting to listen to everybody else's different ideas it'd be good to have conversations over talking points with the parks with restaurants with hotels villas you know, just to get an instant reaction from people I think it would make it more interesting so we're looking forward to having a go at that and yeah trying to make it an interesting popular positive podcast so I do hope you join us when we do launch that uh, I do say air a lot don't I I've just realised uh, yeah <laughs> I apologise for that right that's just it about it from me I'm going to let you get back to Tim and the rest of the show please show your support for Tim hit that like button let him know that he's done a great job and spread the word about this show and next week's show uh, let's, let's give OIZ Radio a good send off right so from me I want to say have a pleasant evening have a pleasant rest of week and I'll say God bless and I'm going to sit back now and listen to the rest of the show Bye. Thank you so much for doing that, Peter. We're now into the second hour of a two-hour show of My Last One.
When there's someone by your side to sing, life's a happy song. When there's someone by your side to sing, life's a happy song. When there's someone by your side to sing along. Welcome to the second hour. In front of me, I have popcorn. Yes, I've made myself some microwave popcorn imported from America, pop secret butter cin- uh, cinema popcorn in a happy Halloween bucket. What could be better? And to be honest, I think I bought about 48 packets home with me last time I visited. There you go. Hello, it's me, Michael Hadley, otherwise known as Grumpy. After I'd written the first book, I'd still got loads of really bad jokes left over and a load of double entendres lying around. So I thought, what can I do with all of this material? So I went back to Orlando with me daughter Lottie and I wrote another book. I know. I can't believe it either. This one is a bit more um, expensive. It's 9 99 instead of the first one was 8 99 It's available from my website called www.grumpymad.co.uk and it will be available from Monday the 3rd of December, but you can pre-order it now. Every book comes with a free bookmark and, again, I've only done that because I forgot to add the page numbers. And if you want a grumpy dedication just in time for Christmas... Just fill one in before the checkout and I'll do that for you. So here's the website again. It's www.grumpymad.co.uk. All the money goes to charity. Thanks to Peter Harper. Grumpy out. ta a bit. And Grumpy is coming up in a two-part special later in this hour along with uh, Sue's Network News and a review of probably one of our favourite restaurants are out there. Now, there's also a couple of songs that we may or I may play or I might not play. We'll have to see. But maybe the chat can answer me one question. How come, after just one piece of popcorn, I've got corn husk stuck in my teeth? Do you need me? Do you think I'm pretty? 
you did miss two OIZ type uh, groups when you did your little roundup in the first part. You missed uh, Disneyland Paris Infozone, I believe, uh, Peter. And you also missed the newest one, the Odd Insane Zombie Beaver Lover Unite. Oh, maybe that's not the Orlando one uh, that uh, we really should be talking about. Never mind. If you can join us on the proper OIZ uh, site uh, on Sunday, I believe, you can uh, join in to a live chat. Hi, everyone. You've got Kath. And Bob. And we're very excited because coming up this Sunday, the 24th of March, 2019, 8 o'clock, Sunday night, be on the Orlando InfoZone main page because we're doing an admin live and we've been joined by a really, really special, exciting guest from America. So we've been joined by the one and only Kenny the Pirate. Now, some of you might be going, who? <laughs> well, Kenny the pilot, uh, Pirate, Kenny the Pirate even, uh, runs a subscription website uh, called Character Locator. Um, he set it up when he saw that there was a gap in the market because he loves meeting characters at the parks and really the main thing that it was set up originally for was as it says it was a character locator so within one of the things within the website is there's a big database of all the Disney characters you can meet whilst you're over there and you can look them up and it'll tell you where you can meet them when you can meet them uh, whether they're in the parks outside the parks which versions of them you can go via park and see who's around in which parks. You can go via character and find out where you can locate characters. And importantly, what time they're appearing. Yeah. So this was this is one thing that you can you can get from this subscription service. Um, it's not the main thing we've used this subscription service for because no. we, we use it for a lot of things. I mean, Charlie loves meeting characters, so for him, it's really important if there's a character that he wants to meet, we can go on there and search. And it's very visual for him because there's pictures on there as well. And he can see what characters he'd like to meet. So that's really important. And in fact, I would say the locator is more up to date and has more information on it than Disney's own um, app and website. It does sometimes, yeah. Um, but we've been subscribing for another a number of years. I thought it was two originally, but we've been subscribing since 2014 and we just keep on renewing it because it's such an asset to us. But a couple of the main things that we love about the character locator, first of all, is the crowd calendar. Oh, yes. We use Kenny's crowd calendar religiously yeah. in our planning and people have asked us about this on admin live before and say about how do you plan your days in the parks and we've hinted at saying we use a a really good um crowd locator a crowd a crowd calendar. calendar thank you i can't get my words out tonight because i'm so excited and um this is the one that we use we don't use any others we don't use disney we don't use anything else we use kenny's we we go on the website, we find out which parks are on a green day, which parks are on a yellow day, which parks are on a red day, and we build our uh, plan around that information. Um, and he's built it up based on, some of it is based on where the crowds are likely to be because of extra magic hours, 
what days of the week, the time of the year and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And They're usually pretty accurate. It's pretty good, yeah. So that's Fun. one thing we've, we've used for our planning for the last few yeah. years. And and especially with the, when the, we've had big releases of things like Pandora opening, um, Toy Story Land opening, it's been a real godsend for those sorts of things as well. So I, I don't think I'd be giving too much away if I said on the 29th of August... Hollywood Studios is on a red day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, yeah. I think there's no trade secrets being given away with that one. I don't think one. William Hill would give you any odds <laughs> for that one. So within the the web, it's a website and not an app. And he specifically done that, he probably tell you on Sunday, to keep costs down because this is a really reasonable price product at only $10 a year subscription. So... It's a web-based, website-based that you log on and obviously you pay to use. So we've mentioned the character locator. Um, we've mentioned the crowd calendars. There's a few other things on there. Um, you, you can get the latest park maps information on there. Uh, there's a chat room. He has news blogs on there as well. But the other thing that we find useful on there is he actually has some touring plans on there. Now, some of the touring plans we don't particularly use, but if you looked on there, there are kind of more than a more than a dozen plans for the Magic Kingdom, a dozen or so for Epcot, a dozen or so for Hollywood Studios, handful for Animal Kingdom, and they're things like a touring plan to do rides only, touring plans to do characters only, depending whether it's early extra magic hours, late extra magic hours. If you just want, if you've got little children or if you've got older children or... He has one day plans, two day plans. He has plans depending on whether it's, what kind of um, festivals are on around the parks, all these sorts of things and touring plans built in. Even at Animal Kingdom, you'll find there's touring plans depending whether it's cold weather or warm weather. Uh, because of what difference that makes to the animals. Wow, it's cold in Animal Kingdom, <laughs> ever? Okay. However, the ones that we have really, really benefited from most is the touring plans for the uh, parties, like the not-so-scary Halloween party and Very Merry Christmas party. Yeah, it's worth the money alone for that for us, because the, the advice that was in there we took it, we did it, we had the best night and we did everything we wanted to do easily. Pre previously, we've been to these kind of ticketed events and parties and we've kind of stumbled around and had a good night, but we saw the plan, we knew what was happening, we knew how to make sure we did everything we wanted to do and we got everything done we wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. It's also on for Disneyland, this exactly the same for Disneyland and Universal Studios as well. There's touring plans there for Universal Studios uh, with some plans for each park and plans going between the parks and depending what your focus is when you go in there. There's, there's even some touring plans for Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. Oh. I'm not entirely sure you need touring plans to get around the water parks. But, but you can't say he's not thorough. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. So if you want to come along and ask him some questions about it, like I said, Sunday night, live page, 
on the main page, live, 8 o'clock, linking up with America, and ask Kenny where he's buried the treasure, and any questions about his character locator, any questions about the opening of anything, you know, Galaxy's Edge or Toy Story Land or anything like that, he will be the person who will be there finding out the information, getting it out there to share with us. And no, we don't have shares and we're not making any uh, nope. <laughs> percentage out of any subscri no. subscriptions he gets. It just is one of those amazing products that we've come across. We started subscribing in 2014 and we've renewed our membership every year because it is such a really good product. We can't endorse it enough, really. So we're really excited to have him get on there, ask him some questions. We're quite um, comfortable with the product because we know it and we use it. But if there's anything you want to ask him, get on there and ask your questions. So we'll see you Sunday night. So we'll say bye for now. Bye. You are listening to the Orlando Info Zone radio show. The best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here. I look forward to that on Sunday night. Kath and Bob and uh, Kenny the Pirate. Now, I have to say that the music on tonight's show, apart from not being particularly 80s, is also not owned by OIZ, and we don't own the rights to it. We're just playing so that you can get a valuation of that music and perhaps go buy it yourself. So one of the only 80s songs I actually managed to get on my 80s-themed night is this one.
That was uh, 1981 to all those kind of guests in the uh, chat room. And the person that got it right was uh, Simone Robinson. So we won't go into that and whether she uh, listened to it on repeat rather than in 1981. Anyway, back to Sue and the first of a two-part news because we have so many pages now, it just won't fit into one clip. Good evening, everyone. It's Sue Sutherland here with your network news for this week. Okay, we'll start off as usual with the figures and the Orlando InfoZone Fun Fitness and Friends page has got 743 members. The Orlando InfoZone Villas has got 1,490 members. The Orlando InfoZone Eats and Treats has got 292. The Orlando InfoZone Advertising has got 428. The Disneyland Paris InfoZone has got 1,019. The Orlando InfoZone Radio Group has got 332. The Orlando InfoZone itself has got 21,153 members. And the Orlando InfoZone Disability and ASN Group has got 136 members. The YouTube channel has got 38 subscribers. The Twitter page has got 25 followers. And the Instagram page has got 219 followers. Okay, let's have a quick look at some of the stuff on the pages. And we're going to start off as usual um, with the benefits you can get from uh, being a member in our lovely groups. So obviously the Lucky Leprechaun is always the first we talk about. Now, if you go into the Lucky Leprechaun on International Drive, you'll get 10% off your entire bill if you're wearing your OIZ members badge, which you can get from Peter Harper. Um, if you go into the um, announcements at the top of the main page, you'll see how to how to get a hold of one of them. <coughs> Excuse me. And next, we've got um, Randy's Mobility. Now, if you need to rent a um, scooter or a wheelchair or a pushchair, you can rent one of these from Randy's Mobilities. You quote that you're in our group and he'll give you 10% off. And then you've got Gateway Rentals, school, Scooter and Scholar... Blah, <laughs> losing my breath here. Scoot, scooter and Stroller Rentals. Cheers. Um, if you quote the code OIZ15, you'll get 15% off your rental with them. And then also 15% off, you will get... Um, select vacation villas on any townhouse for seven or villa or for seven days or more, and you just quote the code OIZ member, and that's for your fifteen percent off those. Um, fabulous Florida villas will give you ten percent off if you quote OIZ fifty four. And we've got Avena Villa who'll give you ten percent off with the code OIZ ten. And then last but not least, of course, is Car Hire. If you go to carhire4u, that's the number 4.co.uk, they'll give you 10% off if you quote the code OIZ67. Okay, so, so that's some of the benefits you can get. Let's have a look and see what's going on in the groups just now. <clears throat> My page is not working right at all these days. I don't know what's going on with the silly thing. 
Um, let's have a look. Right, okay. So we'll go into the Orlando Infozone Fun Fitness and Friends page because that's always a busy page. And what are they doing just now? Can you remember? They're still doing the waters and stuff. Um, if you look on there, you'll always find great recipes um, for foods to eat. Lots of support for anyone that's trying to do a diet. If you've got any questions or you need anything, um, ask away. The guys are really supportive on that page. Um, and they're still posting up about doing your runs and your, how you're getting on and you can track your steps and tell everyone about it. Tell on you all out there. Gosh, I'm losing my voice today. Um, tell everybody what you're eating and all the rest of it. If you need any advice, again, just give them a shout and they'll tell you there what to do. Um, the next one's the new page, the Orlando Info Zone Disability and ASN Group. Again, any questions with your mobility needs or any um, uh, disabilities you have, give us a shout and we'll try our best to help you out. I've got in the files, we've put in some links to the special needs pages on the airlines and Disney and Universal, SeaWorld and Bush Gardens. And at the moment, Lynn's Brown and um, and Andrew Reed are popping up their blogs from last year, but it's only another week or two before Andrew will be going away again, so we'll get his blogs nice and fresh. But it's nice to see their blogs and what happened on the holiday and how they, how they face different situations, so... Um, go along and have a look, have a read, ask your questions and help us all out. And the Disneyland Paris Info Zone. Um, what's happening here? The Eurostar tells customers don't travel. Oh, I don't know. That was some kind of disruption this week. So we reported that on Sunday. Um, but again, kind of like uh, we had another blog on there the other day as well. So that was pretty good. Um, it's not letting me scroll down very far on the pages, so I'm limited to what I can tell you, to be honest with you. The Orlando Info Zone Villas, go on there if you're looking for a villa. Go on and have a look at some of the villas we've already got on the page. Put in your dates, ask it, ask away, and the guys will come up with a link. And They're all verified, so you should feel safe enough that we've checked them all out for you. And everything should be cool there. Um, next page is the Orlando Info Zone Eats and Treats page. That's run by John and Gillian Newman. And they're doing another um, poll this week. And this one is, they're looking at budget eateries. What's your favourite budget eatery place? You've got the Steak and Shake, the Olive Garden, um, CeCe's Pizza, all these kind of places. Go and have a look, see what you think. Um, place your vote. Have a look on there. They've got lots of fun things there for you to see. And then the advertising group, as usual, if you've got anything um, Disney or, in fact, anything Orlando-related, go along and pop it on there and you'll maybe get it sold. Or if you're looking to buy something, um, go along and have a look. You'll maybe find something nice on there that you want. Now then, what have we got? Right, the main group. We've shared a few posts this week, so let me tell you about the, what we've shared. Um, a Visit Orlando page put up a thing, and I shared that the other day. Um... 10 must-tries to experience in Orlando. Now, that's not only the the main parks. This is out with the parks. You know, you've got, um, including the Winter Park Scenic Boat Tour, which looks absolutely beautiful. So go on to the network page and have a look at those if you didn't see them on the, the main page. Also, we've got the fireworks, um, break, breaking news. The new fireworks show coming to 
the Magic Kingdom for the Halloween party. Um, that was pretty cool as well. Go along and have a read about that. Um, SeaWorld removes foam bowls uh, and plates from the parks. They're all going environmentally friendly. So that's in there as well. And, of course, the big news this week on all the pages is the fact that on Sunday night, our very own Kath Watson is going to interview Kenny White from kennythepirate.com. And she's going to be doing the interview with him. So I'm really looking forward to that because uh, he's really knowledgeable about Disney and he'll tell you where, you know, the... <clears throat> characters that you don't normally see. He'll be able to tell you what time they're going to appear in all the different areas that they appear at. And he tells you the Busy Day Guide. I've been a member of his page for over a year now. Um, yeah, he's a pretty good page. It's interesting, so go along and have a listen to that on the main page, Sunday night, 8 o'clock. Um, I'll be there as well, so that looks good. What else have we got? Ten things to don't tell you about Disney Resort Hotels. Ah, okay. Well, you have a read of them and you'll be surprised. Hey, up. She just stopped. She's got 15 seconds left and she just stopped. I'm guessing part two will pick up where that finished.
Oh yes, and there's uh, Disneyland Paris are doing a thing called um, Join Pride Rock Royalty, the Live Lion King and Jungle Festival, and um, it's wonderful, wonderfully wildest with this new limited edition experience, um, roaring with brilliant benefits. It says. And that's just going on, um, the bookings will close on the 18th of September 2019. That's £87, that's up and above your things. But you get a few little bits and pieces for Disneyland Paris separately. But if you're interested, I've got it on the network page, so go along and have a look at that. Um, and then there's also the 12 survival tips for your Disney vacation. Now, can I, I wonder what you think might be in there. Go and have a long a look at that and see what you think. There's some uh, interesting stuff in there. Um, also, what else have we got? The weekly update is in. Now, I'm going to go into this and read this. This is the weekly update. They come in now and again for you. Um, it's the Walt Disney World News today. They uh, do a, a weekly recap of all the, the updates and everything um, that have been going on. This food, the spring rolls and the... Um, Magic Kingdom, they are the house-made Philly cheesesteak spring rolls. Does I don't know, but that does sound interesting to me. That sounds like it could be all right. Um, the Animal Kingdom have got the the new dancers uh, dance experience, Bollywood Beats. It's called. That looks good as well. Um, Epcot, Epcot, of course, it's going to be the the International Flower and Garden Festival 2019, festival now in full bloom. So, yep, they've got a few things there to um, celebrate that, some few things to buy. Um, Hollywood Studios, they've uh, opening dates, they've obviously announced for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Um, uh, that's opening on the 29th of August 2019, so that'll be good to see. Um, I believe it's May in Disneyland in uh, Anaheim. So, yeah, and the Skyliner, that'll be coming soon as well. Um, I'm not sure when that's due to open, but it looks good anyway, doesn't it? Anyway, so they've bought new mugs in for the Walt Disney World Resorts as well. They look quite nice. I wouldn't mind getting one of them. And lots of nice things to eat. You know, if you... Kind of like the the funny flavours and stuff, and they all look so good, don't they? All the foods and everything. But yeah, go along and have a look at that. There's loads of interesting bits and pieces to see there. <coughs> what else have we got? Um, 15 bites around Orlando. Um, bites on a budget. So this is things out with your theme parks that you can go along and get um, get things so that you can see what they've got going on. So... Anyway, that kind of concludes my news for this week. This is the second to last week on the show. Exciting news about podcasts coming. I'm sure Tim will have been telling you a little bit about that, hopefully throughout the evening. And I'll hand you back to him and I'll speak to you next week. OK, I'm Sue and I love Mickey Mouse. Thank you so much for that, Sue. I perhaps should have joined those two bits together and perhaps listened to the end of that first part so i wouldn't have had 15 seconds of surprise dead time and a bit of panic hopefully mr grumpy's not going to do the same to me because his is in two parts i do have to warn you there may well be a odd word that isn't necessarily family friendly so it's day four 
of Grumpy's Travels. Grumpy Middle-Aged Dad and Lottie. More adventures in Orlando. Day 4. A whale of a time at SeaWorld. Today's look. Cheekily aquatic. Shirt from big and tall men. Shorts. Hand-me-downs. Hair by L'Oreal. Cause I'm worth it. Today started the same as the last few days. I woke up before Lottie and while she snored away, I managed to drag my old knackered body through a routine of trumps, joint cracks, moans and groans to psych myself up to use the in-room boiling contraption. I'm refusing to call it a kettle. Neither kettle or coffee machine, this thing is an abnormally large piece of kit that in contrast to its size delivers a ridiculously small hot water portion in return for huge amounts of human effort, namely mine. In other words, it's a pile of tinny American cack. It's about the size of one of those posh four-slice toasters you'd pay 200 quid for in John Lewis and is ridiculously hard to operate, especially as I only want hot water to make tea. I always bring my own Yorkshire tea bags, by the way. Always. You kick off the boiling process by pressing down hard on the one big button on the top, which in turn releases a coffee pod-shaped trap door. I'm not making coffee, so you have to close this firmly back down in order to open the water tank part at the back, which then jumps up like Arkwright's till, you know, the one off open all hours. You then have to fill the water tank, snap the lid back shut, and then work out which button just does boil. There I one. What there is, is a row of cup-shaped buttons and a steam symbol, none of which boil water. After angrily pressing every button, you eventually unlock the magic combination. The machine shrugs its metal shoulders and lets out a disgruntled, hissy sigh and spends the next five minutes grumpily chugging away like an old generator. Eventually, a thin, pathetic stream of tepid water dribbles out into your cup as all the time it makes totally exaggerated, gurgly steam noises. All this for an amount of water that just about covers the mighty Yorkshire tea bag. Once finished, the machine then lets out one huge, exhausted sigh and falls back to sleep, refusing to be ready for another ten minutes or until it's cooled down. It takes about twenty minutes to make two cups of tea, which is about as long as it's taken me to read all this out. So I could have had two cups of tea by now. Anyway... So instead of moaning about my lack of tea, let me tell you about our day in SeaWorld. I love SeaWorld. You ought to know that you always have a whale of a time here. I just don't think there's a better park. If you haven't already been, don't be coy or mull it over. Just flaming go. Even if you don't like fish, go for the hell of it. It's only about six quid to get in and Sam and Lottie had a great time here last time. We're dab hands at it now, but if you can think of a better sea life park, let me know. God almighty, these jokes are bad. I'll scale it back. Sorry, I'm doing it on poor boys. <clears throat> anyway, they've updated SeaWorld since our last visit, and it's good to see how they continue with their amazing conservation efforts. 
I love how they get into the real spirit of the ocean and name all the attractions after sea life. Mako, the new roller coaster, Dolphin Cove and Stingray Lagoon. New additions include Dr Kipper's Crab Clinic, where they carry out extensive research into fish-related reproductive diseases, and Muff Cove, where for a small fee you can practice your diving skills. Even the toilets have been given a makeover, although it is a little confusing for first-time visitors. Women have to just follow the signs for lady drips, and fellas need to look out for the sign of the turtle's head. Me and my little fry Lottie had a great time, swimming along in a current of happy fams like two happy fishies, splashing from one amazing show to another, diving onto roller coasters and gawping like Dory at the amazing sea life in tanks. We watched the dolphin show, and which was utterly fab. Sorry, I lost my way a bit then. I'll start again. We watched the dolphin show, which was utterly fab. I have a soft spot for dolphins as they remind me of the time when I used to be involved with SODs, the Society of Dudley Dolphins. We used to meet up every fortnight to discuss our love for everything dolphin-related, but I left when they took in a load of new members from West Bromwich and it got a bit clicky. In between cold drinks and looking at weird fishing tanks, we sat together and watched the daft sea lion show and dared each other to go on every terrifying roller coaster which we did. It was all fantastic. The highlight of the entire day, though, was the One Ocean Show. Not just because of the amazing theatre in front of you in the shape of the awesome whales and the amazing tricks that they performed, but also because of the heartwarming tributes paid to members of the military past and present before the show starts. That's a real tear-jerker for me, especially when you see the old guys stand up. I also picked up a tip from this show, which I've since incorporated into my daily work. In order to keep the whales in tow and carry on performing their stupendous tricks, the trainers have strategically placed buckets filled full of dead fish to chuck into the whale's mouth when it's done something good. It guarantees peak performance from the whale and acts as a treat when they've done a great job. I've now added the same thing to my factory in Briley Hill with strategically placed buckets full of scratchings. Whenever one of my guys does something really good, I go over to the bucket and grab a handful of the Black Country's favourite crunchy snack and feed them as they excitedly stamp up and down in happy anticipation. I did the same in the sales office, but they're a bit more porky in there, so I use donuts instead. Productivity and sales are on the up. Hey! At the end of the show, I joined a queue of people waiting to say hi to some of the trainers down at the front. I was in such high spirits, I excitedly told them how awesome they were and how much I enjoyed the show, much to Lottie's disgust. And, forever chivalrous, just as we were walking away, I did my bit by helping to guide an excited blind lesbian away from one of the empty fish buckets. Never let it be said that I don't do my bit to help out. And that's where we'll leave this excited episode, listeners. Join me in part two for more total nonsense. Back to Tim Tinsley in the studio. Grumpy out. You almost laughed there, didn't you, Grumpy? When I was putting the show together, I kind of thought, what piece of music should I sandwich between two parts of a Grumpy? Well, perhaps this one. 
Pretty sure that Joel Well is sat there thinking, I wish I'd never mentioned beavers. But what she has done is help admin become a group of teenage boys. And who could be better? It's back to Grumpy. Grumpy middle-aged dad. And Lottie, more adventures in Orlando. Day four, a whale of a time at SeaWorld, continued. Here's a quick recap if you were listening earlier. Lottie and I are strolling around SeaWorld on a beautiful Orlando day, having a great time and soaking up every single minute. Ready for part two? Come on then, me babbies, let's go. Being here with Lottie on a day like this is just the best feeling as I could have as a person and as a dad. One minute it's like being with my best little mate, laughing and joking and playing up in a wonderful theme park 
and the next minute she's instantly back to being my little girl again and I just want to love her and take care of her and make sure she's having the best time. Before we came away, I had a stern word with myself to throw off this invisible, grumpy cloak that all dads seem to wear every day. You know, that invisible cloak that only the fam have the ability to see that us grumpy dads have no idea that we're even wearing it. I vowed I'd chuck myself into anything and everything and not let her down, not leave anything out here and have no regrets. That I'd really let myself go and push the limits of my physical and mental endurance. And that's how I came to have Nemo painted on my face. We strolled past the face painting store and for a laugh I said, Oh, we should have our face painted lot. Not thinking for a second that she'd say yes. Quick as a flash, Lottie's all over it like a tramp on chips. So asks the assistant, Brandy Phoenix Arizona Amber, how much it cost to paint a fish on a fat man's face. It turns out that she wasn't the actual face painter. So she took a step back into the shop and shouted into the SeaWorld tat shop behind her. Gracie Lou, Mandy Bailey, Amy Jane, get yourself out here, girl. We got ourselves a customer. Taking it as an insult that she's called for backup in the form of six face painters for my chubby chops. Maybe it was one for each chin. Imagine my surprise when Gracie Lou, Mandy Bailey, Amy Jane turns out to be just one little poppet of a girl. She was dead sweet too. Cute as a button with a soft squeaky voice just like my precious Holly Willoughby. She gently dabbed my face with funny paint as I tried hard not to breathe a three days worth of booze on her. And just a few minutes later, Nemo magically appeared through a layer of Factor 50 and five days of stubble. Followed not long after by a beautiful pretty little flower on Lottie's already beautiful face. I half jokingly asked if she was the real faint, a real painter and did foreigners as my downstairs toilet could do with a lick, but I don't think she heard me properly. Although, as I handed over the $50, she did promise me free touch-ups all day, which was nice. And so, Lottie and I finished our wonderful day at SeaWorld with a slow walk to see the manatees and then shared a tub of dipping dots, all the time being smiled at by passers-by as we strolled, as they obviously found it funny to see a middle-aged man with Nemo painted on his face. I loved it. It was a daft but not insignificant sign of the bond that we share and proof that I've well and truly shook off that grumpy dad cloak. We arrived back at Hard Rock and we were met by a banging DJ playing some hot summer tunes as we walked into the massive lobby. We hung around for a while as this guy was really good, mixing it up and timing his sounds with a massive big video screen behind him. The music must have been a bit too loud even for him though, as he couldn't hear me when I asked for Copacabana by Barry Manilow. At least that's what I thought he said. We called it a day after sharing a platter of Mexican food at City Walk and went to bed happy, ready for a good night's sleep for tomorrow's blart fest. We're going to Toy Story Land. <laughs> Grumpy out. Tararbit. Thank you so much for part two there, Grumpy. I can't finish my shows without playing one of our admin favourite songs. This 
Getting paid by the hour and older by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I'd like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Pour me something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Lunch break is gonna take all afternoon and half the night. Tomorrow morning, I know there'll be hell to pay. Hey, but that's all right. I ain't had a day off now in over a year. My Jamaican vacation's gonna start right here. If the phone's for me, you can tell them I just sailed away. And boy. Something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. Funny you should ask, Alan. <laughs> I'd say, pull me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. Pour me something tall and strong, make it a hurricane before I go insane. It's only half past twelve. Five o'clock somewhere. What time zone am I on? What country am I in? It doesn't matter. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's always on five in Margaritaville. Come to think of it. Yeah, I heard that. You've been there, haven't you? Yes, sir. I've seen your boat there. I've been to Margaritaville a few times. All right. Well, that's good. Stumble my way back. Okay. Well, we just want to make sure you can keep it between the navigational beacons. <laughs> between the buoys, I got it. All right. Well, it's five o'clock. Let's go somewhere. I'm ready. Crank it up. Let's get out of here. I'm gone. And it's perfect from run from this song into a review of uh, Margaritaville. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Gillian from the Eats and Treats page, and I'm here to do our weekly restaurant review for you. So today I've decided to do our very favourite restaurant in Orlando, Margaritaville, down in City Walk. Now, the main reason this is our favourite restaurant is because of their volcano nachos. They're absolutely immense. Brilliant, the best feed you'll get. 
you'll easily feed four people as a starter. But what John and I like to do is, after a few hours wandering around the park where we need to cool down, we head over to the porch of indecision, we sit outside, we order a volcano nachos with extra jalapenos, obviously. If only for Paul, then you know. John will sit there with his loaded land shark, which is a, a bottle of beer with a tequila top on it, and I'll have my Diet Coke, because unfortunately, somebody has to drive us home. Now, we'll give this five stars all the way. First of all, for the food. So we have had other food there. John enjoys a burger. I've enjoyed the fajitas. It's all really, really good. For kids, it's absolutely brilliant. They have people wandering around on stilts, making balloon animals, balloon hats, balloon swords, anything you want, really. They also have a volcano which erupts every, I'm not sure how long it is, but every half an hour or hour or something like that. It's quite immense when it goes. They have live music of the evening that goes well into the night. So if you're just coming out of a park, you want something quick and somewhere to sit for a few hours, I would definitely recommend it for that as well. Also, if you've got an annual pass, they will give you a 20% discount, which makes it even better value for money. Now, if you like cocktails, they do really good cocktails too. Then when you paid the bill, they'll give you a discount off the store. So if you like anything with Margaritaville in it, you'll find it all out in there. Just remember, folks, it's five o'clock somewhere. That will be me in October. We'll be going back there when we have our few nights uh, down at uh, Royal Pacific Resort, which is strategically placed right by the walkway to uh, Margaritaville. So it's coming up to 10 o'clock. I'm running about five minutes over, so I do apologise for that. If you're listening on uh, Listen Again, you don't really care about the time, to be quite honest. It could be anything. But with a tear in my eye, I can't finish my last show on OIZ Radio without this.
unlike the show, uh, sorry, unlike the ride, the show does have to come to an end. And it, with a tear in my eye, this is my last, my last link. So that was It's a Small World. I know Peter got a bit worried that I wasn't going to include it, but I did. You are listening to the Orlando Info Zone radio show, the best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here. So I want to thank Peter for letting me take the reins yet again of the show. Hopefully not destroyed it too much. I want to thank all the admin team that sent in clips, uh, both for this show and the previous shows I've done. I want to thank everybody in the chat room for a good bit of fun, some of which probably should have been a little bit censored. But most of all, I want to thank everyone here that has listened or will listen on Listen Again or the podcast or everything else. And apparently, Peter, you're not letting me go, so you're probably here from me again. So, I'll see you on the other side. On the day I went away Was all I had to say I want to come again and stay Smile And that will mean I'm there Cause I've seen been the same like I'm outside in the rain free to try and find a game cards for sorrow cards for pain Everyone, 
Thanks for listening. You are listening to the Orlando InfoZone radio show, the best station for Orlando information. Your vacation starts here.